Hey everyone, this is Joe from Thunk Tank Podcast, and thank you so much for joining us here today on our latest episode all about Neil Stevenson's epic, epic book series, The Baroque Cycle, or what I sometimes refer to as historical fiction Game of Thrones. Now, I say that because while this series may lack some of the higher fantasy elements of dragons that we love so much, it still has some fantastical elements as well as all of the deep woven plots and political intrigue that became so popularized with something like Game of Thrones. So if you haven't read this series, I would say definitely check it out. If you have and that's why you're here, I think you're going to really enjoy our conversation about what makes this series so great and where it might go moving forward. I know Neil Stevenson himself has said that he would love for it to be made into a TV series, so maybe that's what's coming down the pipeline with it. We'll just have to wait and see. If you'd like to hear more of our content, you can check us out at thunktankpodcast.com. That's thunk as always with the U. And we have further extras on our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash thunktankpodcast. I hope you really enjoy this conversation between myself, Professor Labs, Johnny Genie, and Robo Kara, all of us being huge fans of this awesome book series. So thanks again, and we will see you in the Baroque tank. <laughs> Baroque tank. Attention, humans. This is a thunk tank. Please insert this podcast directly into your nearest orifice for viewing pleasure. Okay, you ready? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the thunk tank. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Thunk Tank. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Welcome. Come into our. Come into our Thunk Tank. Luke, don't switch <laughs> to the other peanuts. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunk Tank. Come in the tank. We're thinking and we're thinking <laughs> and we're thunked. <laughs> oh my god, I'm probably more beer than man if we go far enough back at this point. You know, that's... Okay, so welcome, everybody. Uh, we <laughs> you got... missed nothing about the technocrats. We'll get there. We'll Trust get back us. to those <laughs> fuckers. Uh, so we got Prof- Professor Labs here. Prof yes. Labs Doc Labs uh, joining us for yes. a intimate discussion about a particular book series we've all read and are big fans of. And, and, and it, if, you've, if you've clicked on this podcast... You, you must have read it. You must have, And if not, you should probably really stop listening now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> massive spoiler alerts. Yeah. But you should go uh, read it. The audiobooks are great. The written books are great. Yeah, Baroque Cycle by Neil Stevenson. I'd be able to hear. Yeah. Should have said this way before we started. Is your mic on? <laughs> Is my mic on? Like, share, and subscribe. Yeah. Oh, I think I can hear myself. Uh... I just actually, can't hear you actually, in my ear. That's weird. You're supposed to be able to hear do all I of hear, us. Do I hear me? Yeah, I hear me. It's just light. I hear you too. You can yeah. hear us. It's I just, just the channels. Okay, I do only have one ear. I can hear you. That's probably why. We're in the other ear. Right. This is the best Baroque Cycle podcast episode ever. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, we're gonna thanks thanks Kara. We'll we'll, we'll we'll edit it in post. That's like an ongoing line in the podcast. Oh, I listen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're not gonna edit. Uh, <laughs> we haven't yet. So where so. do we start? Like, go get, give me your synopsis. <laughs> I'll give you my. I think sim- I Johnny's my, put in synagogue. My synonymous. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so Baroque. I mean, so if you've read Baroque Cycle, clearly that's why you're listening. Uh, if not, again, you should go read it because it's it's a really cool nexus of historical fiction and 
I, I don't know if you would call it sci-fi or fantasy. He calls it sci-fi, Neil Stevenson. I would call it sci-fi because it it's fantastical sci-fi. Or, or, or like some of his other books, it's alternate reality Alter- sci-fi. Yeah, I was going to say alternate history, fantastical alternate history, something like that. Yeah, yeah. his book, uh, Anathem, it's Anathem. An- Anathem. Anathem yeah. is amazing. It's about these like monks that live in this like clock monastery mm-hmm. where the doors only open, like certain doors only open every year, 10 years, 100 years. And like as you advance, you move in, but you never move out. Wait, that's a Stevenson and, book? Yeah. And they're like, nice. the, it's this like weird priesthood and like a ship from another dimension's earth shows up over the planet and they have to like try to figure it out with their universe is science nice it's it, and so because that he's built worlds like this before i yeah. would call it fantastical sci-fi like uh or seven eves yeah yeah seven eves where the moon explodes that's another great oh that's books. a new one right yeah you should read it yeah it's a few years old that was now, good but it was amazing he spends like oh, cool 30 pages explaining how to get in and out of a spacesuit and how spacesuits work because it's not See, glamorous that's and what, sci-fi at all that's, that's, brutal, that's brutal sci-fi he gets into it's yeah. so funny too. really specific what's well, it's, it's so funny sci-fi. when you think about some of the best authors that's what they do they get into crazy specifics at a certain point right george rr R. martin does it with food for example oh, i was gonna <laughs> call it helm's deeping <laughs> yeah oh, Tolkien okay. does it with landscape Escapes. Tolkien does do it with landscape. Yeah, the, I mean, uh, do I need it? to hear about you know the hills the, around Bree for the, another? I paragraph? was going to say the two towers. The first half of that book is it's just amazing. It's all countryside. Yeah, but it's Great. amazing. Oh, it's I, amazing. It's world building. It's, yeah. it's that's the sort of thing that made me not get all the way through Cryptonomicon. I need to give it another try when I've got a little bit more headspace. But well, what's interesting about Baroque Cycle and also Cryptonomicon for me is that I tried to sit down, because Johnny recommended Baroque Cycle to me initially, and I tried to sit down and read them. And did you recommend them to him? I recommended them to both of you way before. I mean, I've drank a lot <laughs> but, since then, Karen. Yeah, it's fine. No, you didn't. <laughs> Cryptonomicon and Stevenson? Not, yeah. No, I learned about them from Rob. Yeah, and I learned about, about them from Rob in like high school. Okay, so you all get credit. Oh, okay, then. I'm sorry. I know. I know that's. Like I knew a dick you had move. been. I know. I knew you had told me to read Cryptonomicon before. No, maybe I, you told me about Stevenson. Yeah. But whatever. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We've all read them. Yeah. They're great books. Yeah. But I know what you're going to say, Joe. I forgot what I was going to say. I know so what you're going to say. You, you were going to say that uh, you like you tried to read them and oh, you were yes. like, I'm too dumb, and you kept trying. Yep. So you had to listen to the audiobooks first. Nailed it. Yeah, that's exactly I, I, what happened. So to I me, tried yeah. to read it too, and I was having trouble because yeah. it is so such a meticulously built world. Um, that I li- ended up like after the first book, I listened to the whole series and then I went back and read it. And I've actually re-listened oh, to it several times. I feel like I could read it better now that so, I've listened to yes. it. Yeah, that yes. makes sense to let's, me. Let's take a quick foray. That's audiogenic learning, right? Versus like yeah. kinesthetic. Did you did you call it a foray? A foray? Yeah, like a, a foray, like into, you know, let's go foray. on a foray into the woods. Uh, whatever. Well, yeah. because because I'm the opposite. <laughs> I read all of them fine and then i tried yeah. to listen to cryptonomicon and i could not that makes and i sense. feel like if i have the paper I, copy then i'll get i wonder if it. you had the same uh voice actor that i had because i wasn't a huge fan of that simon guy. preble no 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 cryptonomicon was not simon preble oh. or at least not the one because simon preble is god as far He's as great. i'm concerned he, he, yeah. his voice is although did you He's read, my dad, did yeah. you read or listen to good omens because I listened to it. I, read I, it. I really like that. Oh, narrative. I read it. Yeah. Oh, I listened to it. Well, I, I'm actually not quite done with it. I have like a chapter left, but can't wait for the show. Oh, I have. Um, I've, I'm finishing American American Gods. We're the, oh, nice. the, the we'll Labs do, family. We've done a Neil Gaiman a... episode before. We'll do another one. Oh, okay, good. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. We did yeah. one basically on his Norse mythology book. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. 
That's what our Norse mythology episode is mostly. That's where most of the research I did on the works on me. the mythos behind. It's more it research was. than I did, and I built off of that. I just Googled stuff from yeah. the books and the Edda. But I feel like things. audio books, the the narrator is. If I don't click with the narrator, it's not going to work for me. Absolutely, at, at all. Yeah, you don't and, want George Costanza reading the book to you. <laughs> Risk management. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Simon Preble really does it for me. Uh, there's just something and and his voice for that type of story i feel like really works he just has that kind of i don't it's there's just an air to it that that really clicked with me that i I was really i was really able to lock in with so i'm also too dumb to read the print version i honestly do believe that i felt no no i felt like that too and i listened to it and then i went back and i read them when i had like a a, i finally had like a shitty desk job like an overnight where i just had to sit there you know, yeah. one of those well, shitty it's, security it's, it's jobs, very basically, daunt- and I have the yeah. time to read it after having known it. Yeah. And it is such a rich book. Like I've I've listened yeah. to the audiobooks in full like three times by now. Um, well, it's, it's it's some of my favorite. I think part of it too is that on. when you're listening to it, you just hit play and it's in your ears, and you keep listening to it because it's a story. Whereas the book, I remember. I tried to read the first one and immediately said, this isn't going to happen. And then so I listened to a bunch. And then at some point, I tried to start System of the World because you gave me the books. And I said, oh, let me just try to start reading this. And I opened it. And I got through two pages and just said, who? Princess Caroline is just... Her dress yeah, is being it? described. Yeah. This is taking like an hour to get through this <laughs> page and a half. Though to be fair, the first one, the... Because it starts off in America. Yeah, it starts off with Enoch Root chilling with Ben Franklin. It starts off closer to the end than the beginning. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's like the 17, what is it, like 1713 or 14? It starts off before he comes back. System of the world. Right, yeah, right before he lands in Plymouth and the whole, Mm -hmm. like, we're not going to try to explain the book. This is for people who have listened, right? It has to be. It has to be. (laughs) So he takes the the carriage ride and he's like with his raccoon skin coat. Remember, he, he has like a raccoon skin coat he brought from North America because like, like, oh, it's a oh, little cold uh, out Daniel? here. He's like, I'm from Boston. I, I got this. Uh, and yeah, and he, yeah. it gets blown up when he gets to London. But he, he's wearing it and like all the Englishmen are like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, we don't have those here. But if you get through those that first chapter of chapters, then it becomes a bit easier to read. Oh, I think it's it's one of those worlds, too, that's so cool because it is also a real world. Oh yeah, and and I love how so to me a, a big part of what I really enjoy about those those books in the Baroque cycle is that Stevenson's just so clever at coming up with ways of filling in the holes, filling in the gaps. There's this scene I forget in which book where they're trying to figure out how to name New York because they just bought yes, it. Yes, great scene. And yeah. that's a good question. How did they name New York? I have no idea. And Daniel points out all the things that you point historians have pointed out since. Like they were gonna name it yeah. New York after the Duke of York. And they're like or no, they said, What should we give it to? I was like, Well, like the king or it was named for um King James, Prince James. Oh yeah, they were Scottish gonna, King or whatever, I think. Right. They were gonna call it after King After him. Yeah. And he was like, Well, if you're gonna name it after him, or he he won the battle that got them the city and the treaty. I think they're like, oh, so you should dedicate it to yeah. him. They're like, okay, well, you should name it after, uh, yeah. They he he says something like that. Like you should name it after. He's actually the lord of this city, not York or something. Oh yeah. Like they picked New York and he goes, well, it's supposed to be dedicated to this guy who won yeah. us the island. Why wouldn't you name? And what's the name he comes up with? 
I forget. Maybe he so, does come up with New York and they shout him down. I forget who actually comes up with it, but it's... God, it's, I'm messing it's, it up now. It's the same reason why I really like that show, Rome, because they did, did the same thing in that show where we have sort of the, the plot points, but in terms of what they actually said and how those conversations went, who, who, the, who the fuck knows? And who knows who else was involved? Yeah. Enoch Root might have shown up <laughs> and made an appearance. But it is or, kind or of King Solomon or whoever the fuck yeah, else. It, it starts yeah. off with the wizard showing up to get the hobbit to come back, you know, to, to wrap this hobbit back up. Oh, my God, you're quest. right. <laughs> like, it literally <laughs> starts on the edge of the world. Enoch like, is nah, Gandalf. Yeah, I'm pressing you back. Yeah, he Gandalfs him back into service. I also, but, I like Enoch way better in Baroque Cycle. I did not like him in Cryptonomicon. Uh, well, it's a very different character. He kind of ret- he kind of retconned it all from Cryptonomicon. Yeah, that came out first, and so when, and I think I think he said he had started doing the research for Cryptonomicon, and he was just like studying Churchill, and he read mm. his history of the John Churchill, the character from the Baroque cycle, oh, man. and that's what really got him into the, more into the period of like the English Civil War and everything, and how how yeah. it was such like a revolutionary time because they went from you yeah. see Daniel's childhood is described really well as like still fairly medieval. Uh, even though it's like yeah. the 1600s already, and it ends, and it's like a modern world with banking and global yeah. commerce. Well, that's what's cool about the books. These institutions you see that, that never existed. Yeah, yeah. it's well, all about that transition. Yeah, and and so much of it is fact, and a lot of the science is fact, like the stuff about yeah, the right. phosphorus, the stuff about how they did. Oh man, the, Boil that pee. The the Eurolist surgery, actually. What, Robert Hook. They even address like. Wait, and, is that getting cut for the stone? Yes. Oh fuck and that. When Johnny when Johnny was <laughs> yeah, reading was them yeah. five or six years ago, we he visited Glasgow and we went up to the museum in the University of Glasgow. The, the Hunterian? The Hunterian Museum. Amazing and museum. You can see all of the instruments that they use to cut for the stone and they have examples of giant Bladder stones and it's yeah. terrifying, like size yeah. of like like uh, citrus fruit, like lemon lime size well, fucking the, balls of of who calcium. Was the, who was the guy in the uh, in the Baroque cycle? Peeps, who, he, Samuel Peeps. He had him in like a a vial around his neck mm-hmm. as kind of war survival. Oh no, tokens. that was a different guy. Peeps had kept it in his pocket and would hold it. Oh, is that what he did? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, I forget. I forget how how he he, he he would keep it in a pocket and he would hold it and take it out all the time. And Daniel was like, "That's so weird. Like, why do you do that?" And after he gets, it, he's like, "I get it." Yeah. Daniels are given to him in a vial and he wears that for a while, I think. Oh, okay. To remind him. But Crazy. like and 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 Peeps Samuel Peeps was a real guy who whose diaries That's what I mean. you don't know no that part is true. Who's <laughs> real and who's made the fuck up. But he makes it's that great. so interesting that to the historical Well, that's the cool thing part. is that it, it it's very you you just think, yeah. "Oh yeah, this seems plausible." Peeps was a yeah. a uh, famous diarist and we have a lot of his diaries and he wrote about that's and cool. he survived getting cut for the stone and there's writings about it. Like he wrote Not things. Everybody did. And well, my, that's why my, he my was favorite, able to. <laughs> my favorite Samuel Peeps story, which I think might be referenced in the Baroque cycle, he like gives a throwaway line about it is a true thing, is during the fire of London, he was there in 1666 and his land got burned. And so, or I think the lot he was staying at got burned, and so he fled. And he like just grabbed like I think a couple of books or something because they had time. And he, but he, or he had some cheese that he didn't really want to take with him, but he had this like nice rare cheese he wanted to save, so he yeah. buried it in the garden real quick and left. And then he came back. How do you bury cheese in the 1600s? It was in the garden. It's probably damp soil. He just covered it, wrapped it in a cloth, and covered it up. And when he came back, the fire had burned over, it and the cheese was fine. Would the worms eat it? I mean, it's quick, and no, they're all burning from the fire above them, right? They're going to go deeper. I guess they're not going to look burn. for cheese. cheese yeah. It's probably cheesecloth. I don't know a lot about cheesecloth, but I assume it's pretty 
I, I just I just love that he did something and like something that like minute from a, a major event like the Fire of London is is he, like he wrote it down. Yeah. So that's why he threw that character in because he's such good source. Yeah. But of, then again, they also the have like in the Broke Cycle like Newton dying in like a gilded carriage in a castle or something. Oh, well, uh, that's he gets brought back to life. <laughs> Do you know what's funny about that? With <laughs> magic gold. Because I, I, okay. so I only finished the series maybe a couple months ago. Yeah. And Stevenson, because he does like a 30 second introduction to each of his books. And I love how he starts the, the last book, how he introduces it. Because he basically says how, oh yeah, there's... Um, <laughs> a separate the, the track, thing about peeps it's working um <laughs> sorry i had a little kerfuffle there Samuel yeah. peeps, uh we're gonna yes. pivot now mm. we're uh, gonna pivot from whatever let's let's talk about, about pick your favorite v- book out of the seven volumes eight volumes there's the first one quicksilver oh, yeah then king of the vagabond i was gonna say there's a clear winner <laughs> then odalisk right which is the one where jack shafto essentially becomes magellan that's the next well, one I was about to say. Well, he essentially um, becomes uh, Jack Sparrow Magellan. That's, he really does. Yeah. Oh, what is it? It's the confusion is... Um, it's before confusion, I think, right? No, no, no. It's not? Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm just blanked. I was about to say it. The fourth and fifth book is a two-part volume, and it's the confusion, and he jumps between them because the chronology is so important. Yeah. Well, um, I think the one where he goes around the world takes like 20 years. It does. He can't. It takes it. most of Jack Shafto's the life. The system of the world. No, well, the, that's the, the middle. Volume, the middle think, books. Right? The fourth book in it. Uh, it's my favorite one. Yeah, it's where he meets Moza and uh, Dappa, and it's yeah. where all those guys. The thirteen. Bonanza 13th. and Junkto. Bonanza, Bonanza and Junkto. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the, it starts with him being like, "Oh yeah, I'm alive because I." The malaria burned away my syphilis brain. It's great. Yeah, he, he wakes up to the <laughs> canons. In slavery. Whilst I was in slavery, it was some like, you know. I thought it was some bacterial fever. infection from. Yeah, no, it, was, it was malaria. He had the pox. Or no, he had the. Yeah, he had the pox. He it was had some, syphilis. It was some fever yeah. dream. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, he went into a deep fever that burnt off his syphilis. Some type of African fever. Yeah, yeah. he's from England. He wasn't mm. able to handle it. It's one him. of those things that's supposed to kill you, but he was Jack Shafto. Well, so. they, they put him in the dead guy pile. He's Bring been in many a couple dead. of times. Dead guy they did. But one of the great, the great thing is he wakes up. I remember this specifically because I want to tie it to beer. He wakes <laughs> up on the beach. <laughs> and when um, I think Moser or I think Dappa is telling him, he's like, well, what happened? He's like, yeah, we thought you were dead. He gets put on the dead pile, or he gets put in a, like a mausoleum or somewhere where they put the dead people. Yeah, and then they heard ghosts in there, so they sent the slaves in because they're like, oh, there's a Christian ghost. Like, we'll burn some slaves. We'll send a Jewish slave in. Yeah, and Moses goes in there and he said he was there like crazy with the fever. And he was demanding a best pint, the best pint of your bitters from the. Like, where he had just come out of the fever, but like a best yeah. pint of your your bitters, right. please. He thought he was at the bar and he's banging on the the crypt yeah. and screaming in English, so it scared them. Yeah. And then Jack's replies goes, "Well, that's crazy. The 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 light, crisp beers of Pilsen are much more uh, um, suited to this climb." Like, he's just like, "That's not the beer you would drink here." Uh, like he, he, as his yeah. adult brain, he was still like, "No, you would want a Pilsner." 
This yeah. is the desert. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm forgetting. I, I just love that. That's when you're like, oh yeah, Jack Shaft Hill, or all I'm the street re- smarts. Yeah, I'm remembering now how insane if you really track. He's really smart if you think about it. He speaks like oh, yeah. five or six languages really well. He pulls off all those schemes and yeah. plots, like the mint heist. Well, I always, is so I always thought, I always thought that was it. that was kind of his purpose as a character is that he's almost in his world. He's their Daniel he's the Waterhouse king of the, of the or, or their yeah. Isaac Newton. I'm not quite sure where he falls in that spectrum but he's the potential of that class exactly there were great people amongst the peasants they just didn't have chances to most of them well because that's what that's like if you take isaac and daniel isaac's kind of in terms of the brain power he's the ultimate iteration of that right and then daniel waterhouse is kind of the scientific communicator version of that right where he has more actual social skills and abilities and so jack shafto is kind of just he's got a little bit of everything going on he can talk to people. He can get stuff done in the yeah. vagabond world. He's the king. You're right. But he's also insane. He's got the imp of the perverse. Yeah. And he's also insanely lucky, though. And and half his brain melted from syphilis, and the other half was burnt yeah. away by the fever that so killed him. But he's so clever. Thing. Do you remember with the spear <laughs> and the and the chicken with the crocodile when he had to get the mast in Malabar? That's a, I don't Wait, know if that remind me. I, I don't know if that sentence has been uttered in history. The brand new sentence. Yeah, that might be a so, brand new. So one. we the should queen, have a buzzer for that on the podcast when we say an original sentence. <laughs> the queen of Malabar was angry that he tried to bang her. Oh, right. oh, didn't and, his and sons wind up to, banging her? Yeah, but he tried to bang her, and because he only had half of a. Of a penis he's like a different cast that's not allowed to like even like associate with her in Wait, that you mean way? the half penis cast yeah, apparently in malabar it was like some like he broke some rule about like about, <laughs> you don't want to you know cross I mean? that taboo I think, line i think in he was technically a type, of, a type of hermaphrodite there or something he said oh. something about she got pissed when she saw his penis and so well she, yeah she was angry at him so to, t- to she promised him the mast for his ship Oh, because he Cause didn't have the mask? She was an investor in the ship, and the mask was getting delivered, but she was angry at him. So she, to test him, she released it down the river and said, because they had to float it down oh, yeah. the, through the ba- to the That's bay. Right. So he, he released it in the crocodile-infested river and says, if you can get the mast and didn't anchor it to get the ship eaten, before eaten it, it gets washed out to the bay, then you know, you're the captain of the ship. But if not, then you're going to die. You know, trial by combat against... But the combat crocodiles and rivers. crocodiles in the river, <laughs> and Jack handles it real well. At first, he's like, "What?" and he takes a second. He's like, "Uh, yep, I'm gonna have to do this." Like he figures it out pretty quick, yeah, and starts running. And he grabs stuff as he's running. He grabs, a, I think, a fishing spear, some rope, and a chicken. And like that's such good foresight for how little time he had to come up with a plan and what was available. Those are the three things you grab. You waste time grabbing. But see, that's Isaac Newton level genius, right? And then and then <laughs> he, he throws. He what does he yeah. do? He tries to put the spear in the crocodile's mouth, and that doesn't work. Or no, like the, he, the, so he throws. He ties the rope around the chicken. I vaguely tries to remember throw this, yeah. the chicken and throws the chicken at the gators to distract them. Right. And when one eats it, that one gets close to him. Like he said, like he had heard that if you put the stick in their mouth, it'll stop him. He's like, I don't think that would work. So he throws the spear. I think, and it gets stuck on something. And so when the, the crocodile tries to swim, it tries to pull the chicken out of him. Like the the line is hilarious. He goes, "What then? What went on between the alligator, the rope, and the chicken?" Jack wasn't sure because he was like swimming frantically, <laughs> you know, downriver. Yeah. But he manages to get the mast. But the point is, that's distracting enough. Like that's right. done its job. <laughs> yeah, you know? he, like he's like, "All right, man, killing crocodiles yeah. and no resources. I got this." And he pulls it off. And even the queen, who like kind of pissed at him, was impressed. Yeah, and I I would that was I, a, would, the, yeah. I would say is the queen. That's pretty good for half a cock. 
That's not right? bad. He builds a teak battleship in the sixteen, in the late sixteen, early seventeen. I don't know. It's whenever. Gotta be, yeah. 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 In the Baroque era, late sixteen. He, he builds yeah a, a teak battleship when all the other ones were I don't know, oak. What were they using in England? Pine's so, good. I don't know. If pine's good. I guess pine floats. Is it porous? I don't know. No, pine, uh, it's just whatever. Like, they it's definitely just a, didn't have teak yeah. in Western Europe, right? And he picks it specifically because it d- algae and bugs like don't eat it that well. I remember that game, that video game, Uncharted Waters for Super Nintendo. Teak was the expensive wood. It's yeah, it's always yeah. Good. yeah. That was a good because that's what he says wood. to his sons. He goes, "Why are you using this wood?" He goes, "Like it grows all over Hind, which is the word for India." And he goes, "Yeah, but you haven't told us why you grow it." And he turns and stares at him and goes, "Because it grows all over Hind." And the other brother's like, "Oh, he's saying all the bugs here can't eat it." Because there's uh, just so many bugs and everything. He's like, yeah, it's really hardy wood. It grows all over this, like, you know, tough landscape. Yeah, that becomes an important ship, too, for the rest it's, of the story. It's a dope ship. It, yeah. it, like you said, he circumnavigates with it. Yeah, he makes it pretty much. Yeah. Well, I gets, love the whole Manila Galleon and, and the whole Pacific oh, voyage. Yeah, and That's the, incredible. The guy. The like, Yeah, the evil guy. Yeah. Wait, oh, was, was, he's one of the few characters that I think, like, Stevenson usually makes people pretty even. Yeah, but that character like it's he's like he's evil. arch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's arch, but that's I love the kind of si- villains of the time. I love how Simon Preble plays him in the audiobook. It's very like yes, yeah, right? yes. For the I don't think so, for Shatter. the for the Catholic Church, we shall restore order. But he's it's just pretty a, great. Because he, he leans into that sort of cliche yeah. character. But the character also, he explains his motivations pretty clearly. And, and he oh, even, yeah. and they're explained so well. He works with Jack, Jack yeah. for like 15 years in England, uh, trying to, you know, fucking with the currency. Remember? And, and also, didn't. Like, like, they work together before he finally wait, turns on the guy him and he, tries to kill Was he him. the guy he rescued in the ocean? Yeah, that's how it started. He yeah. burned down the Manila Galleon. He decided to have an auto de fe on a ship in the middle of the Pacific. Yeah. Because, you know. He also he, visits Jack as a ghost in the last. He does. Book, when Jack's, when being, Jack's being pressed, pressed to death. <laughs> to death and, and he comes, in the press room. That's an amazing conversation because he's still evil, but he's also slightly enlightened because he's, he's dead now. And he's still, he still he, he still kind of hates. Well, Jack. he mentions that he's there because he th- this is his sort of duty, and so he never admits that he was evil. But there's an awareness that oh yeah, I was pretty fucked up. Yeah, in I'm my trying to make I'm making up for stuff. <laughs> yeah, because why else am I giving you advice, Jack Shaft? Right. My whole I, I said I've said so many times how I my the only. You're the only eat. challenge in life is trying to decide who I want to murder more, you or Eliza, you know? Right. Like, you're, and you're the most evil people. And that's yeah. not what he's like as a ghost. He still is kind of pissed because he he wanted to be right, but yeah. he realizes as a ghost. That whole last that's book kind of is great. For for how the series like spans decades so well, and then that like, you know, jump like it gives it, it opens it up, but it can jump. And then that last book is pretty much like a day like a couple of days mm-hmm. from when Jack gets sentenced. To went to his hanging. Well, day. wait, like is most of, like a couple of hundred pages straight the last, are like just the more the hanging part. Oh yeah, because the last like, book starts with uh, what's her name dying, right? Um, uh, the queen, not, Queen Anne, Queen Anne, right? Doesn't doesn't isn't that pretty much how the book starts? The last one, yeah, I think she dies, and they start getting ready for King George. Yeah, George and then Caroline and Johan go to England, and then you're right, it right. it sort of slows down 
as yeah. it moves on. It really yeah. slows down and there's a, yeah, there's the whole uh there's the whole Daniel Waterhouse has to plan a heist to break the Shafto boys out of Newgate prison. And he does oh, yeah. it over the course of like a few weeks. And that was pretty dope. And they're though. sneaking the in treasure the, hunt. Yeah. <laughs> he he does a fake treasure hunt. Like uh, yeah, Dan, awesome. I love that Daniel is really the bridge. I don't know if he's the community I guess he is because he's the bridge between the, the Newton well, world uh, and the Jack world. He's no, able to, I, I, to function Enoch in both. He's the, the, the flash bridge. world, sorry they call it, right? Enoch Root would be the bridge. I don't know if he's a bridge so much as a net. No, Enoch is... He, he kind of has his hands he's everywhere, He's the wizard. Right? Yeah, he's the connection to well, the to the story. He is a like, bridge between sort of the fantastical and the well, science, he's, though, right? He's from... He's immortal. He's, of one, of, he's one of the like original men. He's like like God... He's, yeah. Bible... Uh, Jewish thing. <laughs> yeah, he's mentioned. You know so what he I mean. picked Enoch. Yeah, Rue. no, he's 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 tied into that whole scene. For they sure. say it somewhere. I think someone said he's a character in many waters. It's so, in, from Madeline Langle, I believe. It's sort of no, in, in the Bible. Enoch. It's sort is, of it's, it's is sort the of only one who doesn't say when he dies. The whole begat and yeah. they lived until or died. They don't actually. They just say until he walked and then he walked with God. Right. So. The, uh, like Stevenson is interpreting that as he figured out how to walk with God, how to survive yeah. living on Earth. Yeah, it's, immortally it's sort of implied God's that he's the guy from the Bible. It's yeah. never actually so like Solomon Cain or whatever his name. Can is. I no, stop what was us it? for oh, Solomon right. Cohen? Can we all just agree right now that season eight of Broke Cycle would be way better than season eight of Game of Thrones? Oh yeah, uh, you'd have to do twelve. If seasons, it's if it's not, you would have to do twenty seasons of Broke no, Cycle. No, you could do in twelve. I think because it's it's eight books, right? I I so Here, wait, hold on. Let me read out the books. They yeah, are it's eight books. Quicksilver, King yeah, of the Vagabonds, yeah. Odalisk, Bonanza, the Yuncto, Junto, 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 Solomon's Gold, Currency, and System of the World. Is that yeah. seven or eight? Eight. That's eight. Yeah. Uh, Stevenson has has said that he wants it to be a series. Yeah, he doesn't want it to be a. But you got to do it right. Be It'd you be terrible it. as a movie. You couldn't even do it as a, as a series of movies. You would need to do it as a show. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be great as a, I think it would be better than Game of Thrones. It would be well if yeah. it's written. Well, that's yeah. That, well, it would be better than season seven and eight of Game of Thrones. I know that much. Maybe even oh, more way than. better. But like even even the just the. Because you, you wouldn't do first book, second book. You know, you tell all their stories. That's a good question. Right? How you would actually break that down? Because the series. I guess you would have to do. You'd have to have Enoch be the narrator, and he would just have to tell you it chronologically and jump from group to group. Yeah, but you could do it well. But it would take like ten years to film the series. Yeah, the 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 story takes place over. It's been like eight, ten years. But the story takes place over like thirty something years, fifty years. So they should age a little bit, and we have technology. I saw Samuel Jackson in that Captain Marvel movie. Oh yeah, that's right. They just CGI you to look whatever age they want. Yeah, but that was Marvel money. How are you going to yeah, do that? HBO this is money. HBO money. Uh, you were just complaining about CGI ghosts. And you know what? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> CGI ghosts. Okay. So uh, can we talk about Game of Thrones for just a second? No. No is an acceptable no. answer. This, okay. is our, this is our I, I wish we could. Uh, if only. <laughs> I mean, we're at almost 30 minutes. We can wrap this up. How are we going to wrap this up? We I just started. I think we still got time. I'm, you want to talk I about Game of Thrones? No, well, I just wanted to bash no, one scene. No. Um, no. I, so, I, I want to. <laughs> I, I'm going to say my favorite uh, scene in the Broke Cycle is when Bob is in Ireland and is fighting oh. the dude. Oh, my God. I know what you're going to say. I don't remember say. who he's fighting, but like it's just epic, and it's so... Um, it's kind of it's kind of biblical, and like he like somebody gets yeah. stabbed, and it just... Well, he gets stabbed. Oh, man. What's that little... 
shit's name again. Bo- Bob gets stabbed. Jeffrey's buddy. Wait, right? that's that's the one where Bob Lord gets, Upton. Bob gets right? stabbed and pinned like down. I think. Yeah, he gets stabbed in the liver, yeah. and then uh, his, he like stabs through him. And that's then no uh, what's his name? Sean pa- Sean something. T- was it Teague Partry? Shows up with a giant with stick. a stick and goes, "That's you're, you're doing it all wrong, fighting with a sword." You got to just get a big which stick is, and beat him to death. Which is actually it. very Game of Thrones, too, where Bob was trying to have this epic biblical final fight duel him to on get back terms. his lover. And T. Quartry's just like, you're doing it all wrong, laddie. You got to hit him before he gets to you. And he just <laughs> knocks the guy down and then beats him to death. And then he goes, and you keep hitting him until he don't get up no more. And then he just yeah. beats him to death with a log because he's just a big Irishman. Yeah. <laughs> and then later, like a book later. That's a great scene, though. Daniel yeah, is I talking to somebody about him. And he's like, apparently he died in the Battle of the Boyne fight, uh, valiantly defending himself against 30 armed Irishmen or something. <laughs> like the story that is told yeah. is like, no, See, he got that, beaten to the death with, the, a spy, with a stick and a peat bog. That, that, but that's what I love about Stevenson, how he gives you that those details where, yeah, yeah. that's maybe probably how something like that would actually happen, right? And and you actually get to see that. It's very believable. The fight over yeah. the ditch where they're fighting, you know, Bob keeps trying to jump the ditch and then that's how he stabs yeah, him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just two guys like they're fighting. Yeah. And there's like a weird natural boundary and like yeah. one fucks up and then, yeah, big Irishman comes in with a stick. Or, or Eliza harpooning people with cellos. Okay. So yeah. I was. Just gonna <laughs> oh, talk about yeah. That was pretty fantastic. <laughs> my, my other favorite. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I don't so know good. why I love this bit so much, but the challenge of Eliza trying to get wood in france oh, so oh yeah cool that's the brutal yeah. like world building science part of his science fiction like yeah. he's gonna explain to you the real. logistics of war material in the 1600s yeah, and you're like gonna you're why, gonna experience why you that don't yeah. buy even though you're he's in so france, good at that why you don't buy wood and try to ship it in france yeah. you have to buy it internationally and i mean it has such yeah. reaching like when once you understand that whole like couple chapters or whatever it is, it makes you understand why like half of our pork doesn't come from the United States or like why our well, milk comes from from England. Yes, and it was great. Was the guy who he was a like a bastard Darkashan, right? I forget his name, but like he had made money in India and stuff, being a merchant. He he did it to her. The conversation where he enlists her, he goes. Well, where do we get our lumber? And she says, and he's like, why don't we get it from France? We're full of forests. It's ours already. She's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. You want me to get some? And he's like, yeah, here you go. And, and he knew she was going to fail. Yeah. He did it on did. purpose, like you're saying. And then, but like she learns that lesson and she gets way better at it than that guy ever was. Yep. When she, when she, do you remember? She explains, uh, what is, she explains recoinage and stuff and a cur- basically how fiat currencies work through like dough balls. And she lays out oh, her yeah. she lays out her whole right. plan for insurance fraud right. too as part of it. Yeah. And then does it anyways. And then that's how she takes down the house of Hacklehaber. She makes a bunch of bets because she has insider information about when the war is going to end. And she gets him to agree to so she sells the contract to Hacklehaber on a war that he knows will never happen. And she knows it'll never happen, but she physically takes the notes and shows up in London. And it's like, you owe me a million pounds silver. Like, where is it? You have to give it to me. And she totally just tanks his whole country, mm-hmm. his whole company. And But she still gets the most of the first payment out of him. Yeah, but he and then she just keeps it and never gives and reinvests but, it. Yeah. And then pays France back later. It's pretty but, smart. Because it was free money anyways. He takes her son. Right, because that's why she does this. And then when he ships the silver to pay the debt, she has a Captain Bart capture that ship. And be like, well, that's just piracy. There's nothing I could do. So she pays... France back 
with their, his money, and then she gets to keep the other money she already stole from him. And she does it so well. She, yeah. The way she shorts that guy's stock and like melts down his lead warehouse in Amsterdam. Like she, see, she does see, a bunch of like crazy. This is why stock I feel like people would really stuff. like so like this as a show because because I mean, it's modern. Shit, well, that's so. very Games of Thronesy. Oh yeah, but it's it's, it's not real. Game, ugh, sorry, but but it's in it's in the Over real it. world. But you know, I I mean, it's Games of Thronesy in terms of political, financial manipulation and intrigue and all that shit. You Quick know, beer update: Johnny is passing around a growler of the. Dry you don't need to pour that much, Jesus. From- beer. <laughs> oh, I'm not ready. Hoy, I'm not. I'm not ready. Uh, he's drinking from the from the growler. Okay. Get it. Well, we're Get here. It. We're here live, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm really doing it. Yeah, I, I I think that's what it comes down to, though. It's so cool that you, you get the the historical fiction of it, but you learn a lot. Yeah, I mean, it would be a very cerebral show, but I mean, what what HBO show isn't or BBC? I mean, HBO is showing the new. Um, uh, think, his dark materials, which yeah. I'm gonna make you two read. Are they doing the good? Out. They're doing Good Omens too, or is that Amazon? I think it's, it's Amazon, Amazon or Netflix okay. or something. I thought it's it was not Netflix. It's not HBO though. But, but I think people could HBO. handle uh, Amazon. Amazon could do Baroque Cycle probably because they, they can put out 20 seasons of something. It's just more content for Amazon. Yeah. Well, right? now that now that they are paying robots to box everything, they you know they can spend all that. Eventually, money. they'll get rid of cameramen. It'll just be a drone that flies around and records the actors pretending stuff. You yeah. know, that's kind of what it already is. Yeah, but there's still humans sitting there making like union salary. Once you can cut out the human element, then the economy runs uh, perfectly. I believe, I believe that Bezos has <laughs> shut down <laughs> unions. <laughs> um, but you, that, union. but this like Sad. modern capitalistic uh, system that's run away like the, the with itself. The roots of it are are explained in the broke cycle. Like English yeah. banking is a joke at the beginning of it. Remember, there's a scene at the fair, a Scarborough fair, where Daniel and Isaac are arguing with the Jewish lens grinder guy because they need lenses oh, for the yeah. microscopes. And, yeah. Yeah. and they they're like, okay, they finally agree on a price, and then they they pull out their wallet, and it's like just a mixture of all different coins from different years, different kings on them, different qualities, yeah. and they're just arguing over what each coin's actually yeah, worth, right. and they just show you how like horrible and medieval that is. Like You're right. arguing over the value of trinkets to trade for other trinkets. Yeah. It's so complicated. You need the system of yeah, the world. And that idea, yeah, that system <laughs> of the world, the standardization yeah. of things and units and stuff, and Newton specifically leads to it yeah. when he runs the mid it does. It does give it, a lot of context so for good. how we got to where we are today. Uh, Princess Caroline in the last book, I think it's either right before or after the epic philosophical debate between uh, what's Leibniz and, yeah, and Newton. And, and, Newton. Yeah, and she, she says how she wants them to, you know, uh, make up and get together because she wants to figure out this system because she knows she the planet. Well, she knows that this is going to rule the world for some time to come. She doesn't know how long but this is what we're going to have moving forward. And she says, if it's built on a rotten foundation, it's going to, it's going to crumble. It's not going to last. Right. But the question is, well, what, what exactly does that mean? Right. How do you know if it's never been done before? And that's, that's sort of the beauty, but also the problem of it. Right. Yeah. And that's why the conversation just just devolves to them arguing about the nature of the universe. Yeah, arguing about the uh, vegetative material versus immaterial. Right. Yeah. What is reality? What is? I actually I printed out I I copied that chapter of that debate for a student because she was she was talking about how she was really struggling with the fact that she grew up super raised super Catholic and right. 
she's said, I'm not because that's, I started reading philosophy and realized that's all bullshit to be like, it, I just mean in the very, it's different to learn Catholicism as yeah, a the very singular life. context. Yeah, exactly. Versus, that she like was learning it after yeah. learning about the rest of the world. And she started yeah. mentioning some philosophers I and I said, Oh man, I have something I need you to read. And so I scanned the chapter and sent it uh, and gave it to her. And she, she said she read it and she was just like, exactly. She yeah. was like, that was crazy. Do you think she went on to read the books? Maybe I don't. It was this semester, so I don't think she oh, did. Okay. But maybe she will. I, don't I hope know. so. Like, Shane's but she was blown away by the by the conversation between them. Like, she really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so as a um, as a writing professor, do you have to have a pretty like eidetic memory for books? Uh, well, because Johnny, I feel like as, you know, especially with something like game. Uh, sorry, with. Um, Broke cycle that he's read or listened to like five or seven times. A lot. That that we could say something and Johnny will, you know, as he's demonstrated so far this conversation, oh, yeah, be able to bring up like a conversation, like almost line for line. Do you have that? Uh that's I a good don't. that's a good question. I definitely I I have a very selective memory by nature, and I don't know why. But I've also only ever re- I've only ever reread one book. Really? Lord of the Rings. Very close. Hobbit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The only book I've ever really? reread never, is The you Hobbit. Haven't, you haven't reread Lord of the Rings? Nope. I've read Lord of the Rings like three times in its entirety so far. Nope. I only. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably around there. Uh, you know why? Because Christopher Lee, I read. I saw him in an interview. He say, reads it or he read it once a year. No, every five years. He said he tried to reread the whole right, series. Oh, really? So like pretty much every other year he was starting yeah, he was an, pretty the boss. next book. Yeah. And he would just like, and I was like, that's pretty cool. And I tried it once and I was like, wow, I got more out of it than the first time. Yeah. And then I did it another time and I was like, I picked up things I don't think I did. Yeah, either. I can't remember. So it's not like lines, it was milk dry. But I can remember scenes very well. Cool. It's like my favorite, uh, who was it that I, we said on the podcast before, Ralph Waldo Emerson, what he says, his famous quote. I remember the books I've read as much as the meals I've eaten. Yet yeah. They made me who I am all the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's all input. Well, this is what I teach. Actually, it's funny you, you bring that up because this is what I teach with writing, too. One of the things I've told my students in the past, I mean, I think it's probably more true with creative writing, at least for me. But I used to be in this mode where, especially if I was maybe exercising or running or something, and I observed something very closely, such as how the trees were waving in the breeze with the sunlight, and I would think to myself, oh, man, I know exactly how to describe that specific image or scene or whatever in an interesting, unique way, right? So let me like stop and write that down in my journal because I don't want to lose that specific wording or phrasing. And then I realize, well, I can do that with anything in life. Any image is different or unique. Even if you look at a table, it's a different table from another table. It's just a matter of whether or why that's worth describing with what else you're trying to do. And so what I realized is that when I have these interesting moments of thinking of how to describe something, what's really more important is sort of synthesizing that, that feeling that I get the effect from it, from describing it. Because then I can say, oh, when I have to describe something else in my writing at a different point, how do I get back to that feeling of, oh, yeah, that's, that's that, right on it's point. perspective. Yeah, that's yeah. making me feel a certain way or, or perceive in a certain way or highlight a certain tone or mood or, or perspective is a good good mm. broad encompassing way to put it maybe so i i, I think i sort of 
Yeah, that's sort of how that I think sense. of books I've read too, in terms of the details. Maybe, yeah, because I like specific lines. Not, not. There, there's always some, but but I've listened. Also, it's but a, you've the, yeah, you've I've reread to it. It's yeah. not just reading. I've listened to it, and yeah. he he delivers those lines. I would like so to. well. The audiobook is. I just really feel like well. there's always more to read, Try, which is why I haven't have done it. You also have that kind of memory. You um, really do. Yeah, it's very selective though. I don't control it. Like. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, me too. Where and it's also as we're talking about it, more is bubbling up to the surface. You know, I, I can't come. Like I couldn't have quoted a lot. Of, I couldn't have quoted this a lot off the top of my head. And I bet if I had listened to a little bit of it today, it would have been like better. But I actually haven't listened to it in like over a year. I've been pretty. I've been doing that's crazy. Do it took me. Stuff it took me podcasts, probably heard it six years times. to listen through these books. They're epic. They are. It is an epic. It's a long series, and, but and it's Johnny, worth it. Johnny will tell you about the. Have you lectured on the definition of epic and how people misuse it on this podcast? Oh, yet? not just on this. Oh, yeah. Wait, I misuse epic. How do I? No, misuse you it? don't. But like, people do. The people. I think we've covered it in our the language people. episode. People say epic to be like, yo, that burger was epic. It's like it took you three minutes to eat it. That's not an epic burger. Epic has to do with the length of something. It's yeah. great in the sense that like the Grand Canyon is grand. It's not a grand old time. It's a grand canyon. It's who, large. Who calls and scale. their burgers epic? Just people use epic wrong as an epic movie. It was an hour and twenty six yeah, minutes. Epic, That's not an yeah. epic movie. Ben yeah. Hur was an epic because it was four hours long in the sixties or whatever. When yeah, they didn't do I, that. I, I understand. You that. know, like so Lord a Game of Thrones, you can say is an epic because. It's like 80 hour long episodes, right? It's, it's like, it, like 800 it's on, hours of a yeah, show. Yeah, it's an ongoing story for you know, days. Of, right. Of, that makes things more, yeah. e- that makes epic. So Baroque Cycle yeah. is epic. The stories cover yeah. you know, ha- almost a century. And right. I, I love Daniel's dad. Having too, said that, like, an, epic, talk about an epic oh my burger God, would that probably crazy be really good. Motherfucker. Wait, Daniel's Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, what's his name? The fucking Puritan Drake. Lunatic. No, what was his name? It was Drake, wasn't it? Drake, right? Drake, Drake. Or, or did you just put that in our heads and now? We yeah. Know. How do we not know? know. How do we not know name? this? It was something the something the Drake. God, we're so prepared. Damn. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about how he had no nose, but Daniel knew he could argue. He cut with off him. his own nose, right? No, it got it got cut off for printing libels, printing oh, religious yeah. libels. Yeah, he was a pain in the ass. But and he, even people who like met Daniel, who thought he was a wormy dude, were like, "Yeah, your dad scares me. Like, I'm not gonna fuck with you." Yeah, he was he was crazy religious nut, right? Yeah. What was he? Was he a Puritan or, or something else? Uh, I'm gonna look it up. I forget. The fuck is that? I don't know. I thought my phone was. Oh yeah, your phone's on the table where my microphone's hooked up, so it made a terrifying <laughs> uh, buzzing sound. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, that yeah, guy it was, was crazy. Drake. It was Drake Waterhouse. It was, yeah. He named his sons Ra- Raleigh Waterhouse, Sterling Waterhouse, Mayflower Waterhouse, Daniel. Wait, pra- where were Praise where, God Waterhouse. Wait, These did, are the family's names. I didn't Wait, know he still had brothers. Where were his brothers in this? I don't well, remember. Well, he has half sure brothers. No, I think he has half brothers that are like like the ham, remember the whole goldsmiths thing? And he's in the goldsmith shop when the mob comes to collect the money. That was part of the whole medieval banking system. So this happened. This is part of the history. Charles II borrowed a bunch of money from the the city's uh, goldsmiths because they were the bankers of the time because they had the gold. So you would... And you would give them a bunch of your gold, and they would write you a receipt for it. And then you could get a smaller amount of receipt you could use to pay for something. So it was like a banking system, a medieval banking system that developed. So the king went to them and said, you're going to lend me all your gold. I'm the king. It's a good loan. And they're like, uh, okay. And then after he spent all the gold, he goes, yeah, I'm the king. I don't owe you anymore. I decided. 
And so that caused the the the, vent, the lenders to show up and be like, our, "Where's our gold?" And they go in the vault and it's empty. Remember, they have to escape over the through the roof and they run yeah. down to the next building because um, there's no gold left. And that's that that kind of sets up how like, yeah, we need a new system here. This doesn't work. And he does explain how the idea of like companies trumping uh, uh, nations. Sorry, yeah, you can't use that word anymore. Trump, companies uh, sur- sur- supplanting. Uh, nation states as like the lenders, the 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 base of authority. Like they started trusting the Hacklehabers because regardless of wars and regimes, their their accounts were always solid. So like that, the reputation loses. Reputation is so important in, yeah. <laughs> in business. <laughs> um, yeah, Drake Waterhouse. He was a Puritan leader who who fought against the king and in the Civil War and like was a friend of Cromwell. So he has some like street cred amongst the crazy Puritan sect in England. Yeah. yeah, so so throughout the broke cycle for the listeners, you learned so much about the history. Oh, I've answered so many Jeopardy questions from Baroque cycle. There was one about uh, what Russian czar came to Amsterdam or where, whatever incognito in, in, uh, in the 1600s to learn the art of shipbuilding. Right. And I was like, oh my god, totally know that one. Actually, I forget now. Was it Peter? Yeah, so, Peter the Great. It was so, Peter. Yeah. So for our. Well, I think it was a final Jeopardy question. He's too. great. The way Leibniz describes describe him. been a contender. When he says he goes into fits and his eyes start twitching. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you don't want to be around when that happens because he's like a seven-foot giant Russian monarch. It's, it's terrifying. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Sorry about Karen. And there was another one about uh, who, who inoculated their people for smallpox. It was uh, Caroline, I think. Huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember Eliza killed that guy by, by oh, that couple by having a threesome with them when she had, knew she had smallpox? Wait, that happened? Yeah, that happens oh, in these yeah, books. This book would be such a good Game of Thrones miniseries. Yeah. The, like, the, 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 the husband was abusing the daughter. So he banged, she banged and both? And she knew that, and she knew she was starting to get, she was starting to exhibit the that. symptoms for smallpox. I like, I like her sausage condoms. Yeah. <laughs> Those that's, are real. That's, oh, that's real. I know. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, like Game of Thrones. They're not. They're not vegan exactly, but they're like natural. Condoms. They're not vegan. They're, they're, they're very guts. not vegan. <laughs> they're animal <laughs> stomachs. <laughs> they're the opposite of vegan. Isn't that what she uses to bang Bobby Shafto? When she, she like, yeah, when she's on, trying to not get pregnant. I don't think it's in Paris somewhere. I don't think it really protects you I from diseases, in deli. but it can stop. It can work to like prevent birth. There's a layer. I, I just I'm saying I don't think it's like because they still sell them. Like you can buy lambskin. Well, which is better, that or a sock? I think they still make them for people without latex allergies. You can buy like natural. That's that's what I meant. Not vegan. (laughs) Wait, so you can buy bear skin condoms that's actually made out of bear Bear skin? skin? Probably not bear. Bears have a tough gut. Oh, okay. Bears eat bees (laughs) mixed in with the honey. You don't. You don't want to have their stomach. Battlestar Galactica. I'm saying when you watch a bear eat honey, a honey hive, they eat it with the comb and the bees and everything. They're just monsters that way. They're mountain monsters that eat everything. So there are no bear condoms. Uh, I mean, you could try. That's a that's a cottage industry for Fetish, sure. You're yeah. gonna need to find some specific people to supply it, but uh, yeah. it doesn't come up. But in yeah, that's cycle, the thing. So so I think it was it might have been Caroline or Sophie. It was Sophie in the in the, the, the Schloss house or whatever. Remember, she just gets stuck away in a house in the middle of nowhere, or like her husband shows up. What are you talking about? Like someone close to cycle. someone that's, close that's, to Eliza. Yes. I forget, man. It's so, <laughs> it's under so the many umbrella. moving parts. I know, but uh, she gets uh, wait. Sophie is she's being a, the child is being. He started. No, he hadn't abused her yet, but he was starting to look at her and make comments. Like she, he was going to abuse this child, 
and but and him and his 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 oh, mistress, so Eliza Smallpox banged them. Yeah, the man who uh, was hit on the head as a boy. It was her friend who was married to one of those guys. Right. And so and she had her mistress. He had her he mis- was, his mistress and was ro- banging her like right in front of him. So Eliza decides to have a threesome with them and give them both smallpox and they die and she survives. So she saves uh, Sophie and I think Char- Charlotta. Char- yeah, Charlotte. not Caroline. That's a very Eliza, That's a very Eliza move a to be like. Well, here are the tools at my disposal, and I think that's <laughs> Caroline's mom in the books, right? Uh, Sophie is Caroline's mom. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe quick, ugh, it's so complicated. Quick I know side there's note, so many for characters all, for too. all of our one <laughs> Zach listeners, we would love to hear <laughs> your favorite. Uh, Parts of Baroque oh, cycle. so let's do that. Yeah, let's do like, share, fa- subscribe. Let's do favorite Baroque cycle moment. Okay. Oh, I, I did it with the oh, yeah, Bob. that's a good one. All right, so, so yeah, so go. my two would probably be Bob. Fuck, there's so many good ones. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like favorite ones. top top three. Yeah, okay, so top three would be Bob fighting in Ireland, yeah. Eliza having mm. to ship the wood, and probably the f- phosphorus. Morty. Okay. Just in general. What's the phosphorus? <laughs> With the elephants in India? Phosphorus happens so many no, times. No, when they're up in, um, they're up north, north somewhere. Where, north like, of the wall. They, they, they're watching. Oh, uh, shit. Genres. Where, where, uh, where Eliza and Jack are like looking over the camp and they go down the. In the very beginning of Fagabonds, the Battle of Vienna, Siege of Vienna? No. No. They're you, overlooking you're talking the about camp? Uh, where, where Newton and crew show up, Daniel where, show like, up. They're, they're dealing with like, the glowing pea. Oh, Did somebody's wait. gathering the urine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking. It's the one because this is one of my favorite moments I too. Haven't, I haven't read them in a really where they ki- it's been they, like four they, or five they years. kidnap the guy who's selling his urine and Isaac Newton and, and Daniel and yeah. they interrogate him and he's like, I don't know where they take me to because they blindfold me and they say, All right, oh, next the wagon time, they build. Yeah, count the clicks. Yeah. Of, they that put part? a thing on the wagon. Those would probably be my top three. And they say count the clicks and then Newton works out the math of like when the guy tells him that they turn after how many clicks of the wheel and he works out, oh, this is how far you have to go before you turn. And then they find the place where they make the phosphorus. Yeah, and yeah. then they shoot, try to shoot the dog and they ignite the phosphorus. Yeah, it's a pretty cool scene. I remember. And then, uh, yeah, somebody... I remember. Somebody saves somebody. All uh, right. Quick, quick anatomy so. side note. It's very important to get rid of your phosphorus. When your kidneys start failing, your body starts uh, retaining phosphorus and then they your phosphorus binds with your calcium and you, it just fucks you up. So to make sure I'm healthy, I, I should try to make phosphorus from my urine. And if it doesn't light, then I know I'm not healthy. Obvi. Okay. That's a good way to that's check, good I way. guess. Yeah. Uh, Joe, was that three? That was three. Joe, your top three? Uh, well, some of those for sure. <laughs> some? Um, that leaves you one. Some, but not all. Well, I know. I, I, for some reason, you're right. Like, all the phosphorus stuff, I really like. I don't all know. All the phosphorus. Yeah, when he back covered, coats himself in it in India and pretends so to be a glowing god. That, that, that part was great. <laughs> also, exactly. ostrich feathers. Let's just throw in ostrich feathers. Yeah. That was one of mine, the ostrich feathers. Yeah, exactly. And and even Maybe. even that, that that whole battle with elephants and just phosphorus flames, yeah. it's so good. Oh, it's, you mean the oliphants when, like, Sam's a bitch yeah, in, uh, and, and him and Gollum yeah. are, like, hiding out. But Jack does it right, and he has so much... Like, he has time for that plan, and it, it, it shows. What's like, also the scene, uh, one of my favorite scenes, where he eats the magic mushrooms in the woods? It's 
Is that, it, I thought that was the phosphorus one she's talking about. He eats oh, the magic yeah. mushrooms. That's one of mine. And he That's gets lost in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he wanders into a pagan ritual. <laughs> it's so and he random. Takes some of there's too much of their mushroom it's soup. Such a weird. He takes trip. like two or three bowls, so, and that's when they realize like. Yeah. This guy's not one of us because no, none of us would eat that much. <laughs> yeah. Also, so, look so, at him. So that's the equivalent <laughs> right. of Sam and Frodo walking in on the elves in the beginning of, but worse. of Fellowship. Because then right? they start chasing him. They do that as they're leaving the, as they're yeah. leaving Hobbiton. Yeah. Then the, they, they start, how does that end? I forget. Because right? so he, he runs has through the woods. He, he breaks into a house and they yeah. burn the house down while he's in it. So he finds a mine shaft under the house, like a tunnel that connects. And, yeah, to a and mine he's shaft. tripping hard. The he's whole tripping time. hard on <laughs> so a mushroom stew while he's wandering through a mine shaft. Yeah. Who knows that the pagans are And they're, really they, they're chasing him, I think, for a while. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's going to suck all the oxygen out. And then he finds some water, and he has to like swim under, under dark yeah. water, which is like instant death, usually. And he finds a glowing light, and he jumps up like half-naked, tripping balls. And like, yeah. and, he, and, and that's like, early in the series too. And it's I because the like cave, was, and he thought he saw a monster, but the cave had fossil fossils and phosphorus, right? It was something weird, yeah. It happened like, to have both. There were just fossils sticking out of the wall, and he was tripping, and he thought a monster was attacking Eliza, and she was like, oh, that's cute. He tried to protect me. That's, that's and that's when she started to be like, oh, he's a good that's guy. That's kind of a, a uh, an homage to, um, what's his name? Bobby uh, God, Sh- Shafto's uh, dragon attack. So, oh, yeah. Guadalcanal. <laughs> yeah. Cryptonomicon. It was a, f- a lizard, sir. Oh, yeah. I have it. Talk about the lizard. Oh, no, I have gone I to that yeah. part. So good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 probably I because that's just the reason why I like that scene or that sequence. I guess it's more. This is why it's epic because it's not a scene. That's that's a sequence, right? And the reason why I love that is because I think it's that's very early on in the series. That's either Quicksilver or this. I think it's the second book actually, but hmm. it really sets you up to think, oh man, I'm gonna get. I, I'm on the second book here. I'm gonna get six more books of this. Awesome. Yeah, that was in. that was insane. That's the wh- how he describes it in the audiobook intro. He calls it the the swashbuckling. He he he'd yeah, be like, yeah, the this one's more of a bodice ripper, yeah. which is like the intrigue yeah. stuff with Eliza. Yeah, and then it's he, all good. It's the the Jack stuff. So did you? That was three, right? No, that's know. two. Uh, okay, a third one would I? Get? Oh, so I don't know why I like this because it in some ways it doesn't seem that interesting, but. Uh, the scene, it, well, it's so there's the scene where, yeah, they're taking Jack to hang him at the end the of the hanging march. Yeah, the hanging march. And so the, the guy, or he, Jack gets this fancy ass coat and it's got expensive ass buttons on it and frills. Gold all over like him. the frills themselves could, you know, feed a peasant family for a year, right? And so he tells the, the guy, the executioner, his hanging guy. suit, his, he it, calls it. Right, but the guy who's going to actually hang him, he promises it to him. He promises him. Jack Catch. Oh, yeah, Jack Catch. He, promises he tells Jack him, Catch. I'll give it to you at the end. And Jack Catch is like, oh, great. I'll make sure that your death is quick. And then the whole march. No, he says something like, your suit alone will get my family out of all the debt we're in. Yeah. Like, this he's, is a god. He's super psyched. Yeah. He's super psyched about this. And he's like, I'm going to help you out. Jack I'll make Jack sure you though. die instantly. I'll make sure you die instantly. Make sure those those, and those so, young boys tug on your feet. Exactly. And then so the whole march, Jack's right? just like giving away buttons and, and frill. He can't help himself. The imp of the perverse yeah, takes over. To all and these he's like, peasants. look at these poor bastards. I'm not just going to stare yeah. at them. They're looking at me in gold. And he pretty much winds up at the scaffold naked, right? Pretty much. Yeah. He even throws yeah. the waistcoat away because yeah. it's such fine linen. Yeah. Like they can sell, trade that yeah. for something. And then so Jack 
Jack Ketch says, fuck this guy. Because the whole time he's getting... He's looking at him and he even goes like, what are you doing? And he yeah. keeps doing it. Yeah. yeah. And and he still does it. So he says, oh, I'm going to make this guy suffer. Yeah. So he gives him a slow hanging. But that gives the mob now who loves Jack enough time to, to rush him. To rush the the Because he just gave them like, all that gold. Well, we're, we're not going to start shooting these peasants because they'll tear us to shreds. Yeah, we can't. There's a million and, of them. And they take his body off and... Before the guards can get to his body, they they what what is what the crowd surf him they away? Crowd surf him and away. Like, yeah, well, kind of when we got to one place, they moved him to another. <laughs> so, like, we just couldn't so, get to I him. I feel like so, Jack crowd surfs a couple times. Oh yeah, for, yeah, but, but not never like half but dead. But and to escape because when they when at the very end, the guard, the head guard, goes to Isaac Newton and and Isaac's like, yes, I I I hear the hanging, you know, was quite quite an affair. So he's dead now, and they oh, go. I love he wants your to new see his voice. brain, right? He's got to be super yeah, swirly, he, and you just did a really good. Yeah, yeah. He wants and he to goes, cut open he goes, his brain. So take, yeah, deliver him to my lab. And the guy's like, "Well, we kind of can't." And, and Newton goes, "Oh, you dismembered him. Uh, like, I'll take the head at least." And the guards just like, "No, we we don't have the body." And it's like, "Well, how badly did you destroy it?" And the guards thinking, kind of "Oh, this him. isn't good." Yeah, and so he tells him, "Well, the the mob kind of took him." And Newton's like, body. once he was dead, right? And the guard's like, yeah. well, yeah, we hung him. And, and Newton's like, did his neck break? And he goes, well, you know, we hung him. No, they say, he said he showed up at so much, had so much gold for catch. They even say something like, yeah. when he left the hanging yeah. place, he was dressed in so much gold, someone gave him money to pay the hangman. Yeah, because at first, they're, they're kind of, you can tell I think, their, I their think, vibe is almost along the lines of, he definitely got away, didn't he? And then they just realize... If he goes away, what's the difference? It's the same. As like, long as he's gone. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, so what? Newton didn't get to cut his brain open. Like, that's so weird, yeah. anyways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then he goes and chills with Leroy. <laughs> and then, no, well, for, yeah, yeah. And then he ends up. That's hanging how out his story ends. Because Versailles lasted like another 50, 60 years after that, right? Uh, the French yeah. Revolution was until the eight, 1780s. Yeah. So, like, Jack yeah, was long dead by then, yeah. so he got to hang out in Versailles at its peak with Leroy, old old ass Leroy. Yeah, old ass Leroy. I love his oh, names yeah, for people. Ike, Leroy. Who's Ike? <laughs> Isaac Newton. He calls him old oh, Ike. He does call him old Ike. <laughs> what does he call? Oh, he just calls him Waterhouse. I don't know what he calls him. I love the moment. The yeah. okay. So my top three moments. Yeah. I'm gonna start off with this one. It might be my third, but I just thought of it. Is when uh, Teague Partry reveals himself to be Jack Shafto. Oh, wait, is that Teague Partry? No, oh, it's Sean Partry. Sean Partry. Sorry. No, there's more. Oh, no, it's not. I think it's Sean Partry. Sean Partry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, the thing about Jack Shafto so is, is he, I, I am Jack yeah. Shafto. The reason he's not here is because <laughs> he is here. I'm me. I'm yeah. him or whatever. And I'm it's Jack so good. Shafto. And in the, in the audio book, yeah. like, you know it's coming if you pay attention. But that won't work in the show. <laughs> it only works in the book. It would work in the show because he's aged. You haven't seen him. It jumps ahead 15 years from when uh, you would buddy, recognize him. from what when his buddy about? shoots off Etienne's head when Devrage Vrage Vrage's Fanyan that was he a shoots cool the guy's moment. head and he heads to England with the Shecks. Yeah. 15 years pass before Daniel shows you would up. recognize him in the so show. So Partry yeah that's what that's what a uh, plastic and you don't know CGI what he's been through he might be missing an eye by then you could do a lot with it to uh, liberty in a visual world uh, maybe I don't know. You don't even find Not out his him. hair color until that scene. Okay, wait. 
where he mentions I mean, Sean so, Partridge. So wait, wait, wait. Sandy you told me this hair. years ago. You told me this like five years ago. What? Do you, do you know what color his hair is yet? And I said no. That's and how you, I knew how far. Along. And you said, do you want to know? And I said no. I don't want you to spoil it. And I don't remember learning it ever. So what color it's is it? Because he hair? tells you sh- when they describe Sean Partridge, he describes like it sounds like Jack Shafto. What color is his hair? It's sandy colored. Oh, that's so it. it's like dirty blonde-ish. I, oh, guess. I thought it was something cool like Targaryen, dirty blonde, silver. brown. No, of course not. He's the king of the vagabonds. He has to be able to blend in with the people. That's true. He, that's he's good at carousing. Isaac's got in, the Targaryen like, hair. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no, he totally does. But it's it's that scene where he turns into he turns into Jack Shafto and he tells him. Yeah. And he says something like, "He goes, oh, Isaac, uh, Newton's uh, gob found it, and and Waterhouse is sm- smiling like he knew all along. Maybe Waterhouse is smarter than Newton all along. Like you know, smarter than Newton after all. Like he's he genuinely reacts, but since he is a genius in his own way, he's like, gotcha. And Waterhouse is like. Ah, I get it now. That makes sense. You fucking and what and Newton's just like what? Like he can't Wait, even <laughs> imagine. Did Daniel it. know Jack Shafto? No, no. But he knew he was hunting for him, and uh, like you know what I mean. Just he knew some. There was a traitor. So you know what I mean. Yeah, he right. was he was a, a good, way better investigator yeah. than Newton was. Newton was like inconceivable because in a lot of ways Waterhouse <laughs> is smarter than Newton. <laughs> he talks in the audio. <laughs> inconceivable. It's so Bring exactly me the lamp. I yeah. Imagine. <laughs> He's just like <laughs> those traitors. Yeah, they think a, they know the calculus. Yeah, it's kind of like a combination it's of like English Englishmen. Yeah. So I've been to a that, few that's of the colleges, but I want to go like on a Newton tour and just be yeah. everywhere that he's been. He's oh, be that's like when we went to uh, Westminster Abbey, and, and we were we were walking through the grave hall or whatever. Oh yeah, it's called. the grave hall. And I looked, hall. I looked. I looked I, what do you? I don't. Know, I'm sure it has a fancy I English know, name. It's the Abbey. But I looked the, down the and it said, it said "Here lies Sir Isaac Newton," and I just said, oh. "Yeah." And there's like Robert Hooks there too. Yeah, there's so many people. There. See, so that's also really cool. If you ever go to England. Baroque Cycle is a fantastic fucking book to read before oh, then. Oh, yeah. Because you'll be blown away by yeah. how if much... you ever going to go to London, How many first. Fire Monument, the Tower, Westminster. Like, there's so many spots that are either from the book or... St. Paul's. Yeah, you can draw connections to. Yeah, you can just to. walk around. Tower or, Bridge. Yeah, you can go to the, you can go to the colleges yeah. and, and see where the, yeah. the, the, the buildings and the... Yeah. In the abodes that they're yeah, describing. I was freaking out at points when we were in London because remember I the stakeout from the books. It was yeah, so cool. The, the stakeout yeah. on Tower Bridge. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> it's awesome. It was so oh, yeah, we're even picturing what Tower Bridge would have looked like with when all it was the, built out like that pre-regulation. Like yeah. They yeah. just would build out well, over the river until when, something when, fell when off Jack, and then you rebuild it. Didn't didn't one of Jack's other brothers die when on the bottom of the bridge? Dick. Dick, yeah. There's oh, Dick, yeah. Bob, and Jack. When they were Dick, kids, Bob right? Bob and Jack. Yeah, and, and Dick, when they were mudlarks. Dick, Dick drowned at yeah. the bottom of Because they had a the dumb scheme of cutting anchors. <laughs> yeah, that's you right. You cut the anchor, and when the ship drifted downstream and landed on the Isle of Dog, it became international salvage laws, and you could take it. It's like, no, you idiots. The city guards are just going to come and kill the mudlarks that cut the cables. <laughs> they don't care about, they have no claim to laws. Like, Man. you're living on a beach illegally. That river was dirty. Yeah, the Thames. Oh, it's way so that's one of my second. Let me pick my second <laughs> yeah. favorite moment. Would be, but it was dirty then too. Is the is heist disturbing. the fucking? Because that all is set up for the heist yeah. in Bonanza out in Cadiz when Jack gets sucked underneath the ship for a second. Oh yeah, and his his boarding axes aren't taking, and he has that moment of panic and flashes back to when Dick drowned. And he's yeah. like, oh no, this is like my one actual trauma fear I have. And and but they pull it out. They get up. They steal the ship. They sail it to Cairo. Yeah. 
everything that happens from there. Like, so that's one of my favorite is the, yeah. the actual pirate heist at Cadiz. That's when uh, yeah. what's the the, so red, the redheaded pirate's name? Moza? No. Oh, uh, oh, Van Hoke. Van Hoke. Van Hoke. Yeah, he seizes yeah. the ship, and that's when he you see him first take over as captain because he's a practical captain. He just yeah. would never work as an officer. He's real competent. He was just yeah. like, "Fuck these pirates! I won't work for them." And he's like, "I'd rather scrape yeah. barnacles." That was a really hell of a well. crew. Dapa, Yevgeny, the thirteen. Yevgeny, Yevgeny was great. Yeah, what, was Yevgeny. The, what was the line during the fucking Cairo shit show where he says like, I, "I'll meet you on the other side." And oh, they're like I'm taking the long way. I'm taking, See, and yeah. they're, they're like, did he mean? See, the, Johnny, you just like pulled that shit out of your ass. It's amazing. Did he, yeah, did Ugh. he mean the ta- like the city or the world, the planet? Yeah, he meant. What, what is yeah. he referring to exactly? I think he meant Europe. No, it was unclear but then, but at the time. But then right. Yevgeny <laughs> shows up later, like with one eye, no like one a, arm. One arm. Okay, well, he yeah. loses his arm there. It gets blown off with a musket. And then it and gets then he attaches he places a, it. a spear to it, right? Well, at one point he has a flail on it, yeah, like a, like a chain oh, right. attached to a cannonball, uh, like that shoots out. Yeah, like and then another time he has a counterweight on it so he can use throw his harpoons even farther. Yeah, he just puts a giant ball on it so he can like swing his body. Yeah, uh, which is insane. I always just imagined him as like Andre and he has the a giant hook on with long it. hair. When he oh, saves man. Eliza from that <laughs> ship in the harbor, he yeah. has a hook on it. I think. Yeah, I, I think he had like a, a hook or a spear at one point, a harpoon. I think he had a couple attachments something. to be honest. Oh, he he tries to harpoon Isaac Newton, or he tries to so harpoon Peter, Peter the Great. Peter the Great. His whole goal was to in the bar, right, right. and it goes <laughs> in between like they, they Leibniz explain. and 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 Newton's heads, the they, two greatest heads of the time. It they, says or yeah. something like that. They yeah. explain. Uh, See, I don't remember the exact. Gainey's story at some point, they say uh, when he's fighting like in the Casbah in uh, Algiers. Rock the Casbah. Yeah, they go to the Casbah in, in Algiers as slaves. Like the story covers everything. But uh, Rus, yeah. uh, they chanting Rus, 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 or whatever, because he's Russian. And yeah. he fights the giant African man in combat. Oh, in the combat slave, the by slave twisting. Fight. The guy tries to twist his balls and it doesn't work. You have to get, and Moses says, he's like, oh, he's raised in a secret society, trained as an assassin. And trained to not feel pain oh. and it's like oh, that's why he's so badass because he was yeah. trained as a uh uh what is he a muscovite or whatever no whatever he is uh a raskolnik yeah he's oh, a raskolnik yeah, raskolnik yeah he's trained as an assassin to kill peter the great yeah. and he gets so close but it's not his story it's not about him so well that was like at the it end of doesn't work was yet. that at the end of i forget which one where jack goes around the world is that bonanza no well, whichever one where he gets to the end and it Junto, turns... Junto, maybe? Yeah, maybe it's Junto. And it turns out that it's the other guy's story, Frage's story. He says that, Frage's yeah. Funny, he goes, yeah. turns he, out... It's he Frage's realizes, story. yeah, Jack realizes, oh, shit, I was the secondary character in this story, it turns out. It was actually... The, the whole actual thematic plot was, yeah. was this guy's, and I was just kind of that crazy Kramer wild card making things happen. Has that ever happened done. in your real lives? I don't know. That's a good question. I because yeah, Raja's whole right family, now. they take Jack in. They take in a stranger. Yeah. Their lives yeah, he's get part ruined. of their plot, it turns yeah. out. Yeah. Their lives get ruined. Yeah. One of them like plans revenge plots revenge and follows. The them whole around. time. But part of that revenge is why his family succeeds. Deshex doesn't do it to be nice. 
He's yeah. just like, we want to keep an eye on them. So we made them the yeah. coffee suppliers for Versailles. So they're like wealthy, yeah. noble people now. And like their yeah. lives get way better because of Jack in a weird yeah. way. Some of his brothers died, but well, the rest but of the family is way better yeah, off. Then later on. And then, of course, yeah, yeah it's all Vraja's story. Vraja's story is great. And there are moments where he's just like freaks out on Jack, kind of. Jack's like, all right, calm down, man. Right, because Jack Cause he, doesn't Jack know the whole story. Know. He's just a minor yeah. character. He's just a minor, which I love. That's one of my favorite things in literature where what you think is happening like that. It turns out, oh no, it's it's actually it's a it's a different dynamic than you thought, mm. right? And that explains then why you have those moments that don't quite line up where you're you're thinking maybe wait, what's going on? And Stevenson does a really good job at. It's hard to do. That, yeah, he yeah. does a really I, keeping I mean, it interesting while not being the focal point. Yeah, and that's something worth saying about his writing too. I, I, I mean, just the the breadth of it in terms of how much he covers, in terms of not just. Not just time and space, but the the theme too, and the action of it. I I don't know how he does it. I mean, I would really like to read more uh, or listen more about his creative process of how he comes up with where he wants to get to, because that's always a, a question that writers that I I know have is where where do you start in terms of do you have an idea of something that you want to say, and how specific is that idea in terms of the concrete ways to get there, right? And that I think that varies by genre and by writer and lots of other factors. But with with him, I mean, because he's he's I, I think there are some core ideas or, or lessons maybe to his writing. But I, don't, I just don't know how he touches upon everything that he does and weaves it all together. I mean, you've got it with an epic like that, which is where, uh, you know, people like Tolkien and um McCaffrey, you know, succeeded and people like Martin have failed is, uh, I'm sorry, it's fresh. I just want to stab that wound a little. Um, well, let's say Martin succeeded books one through three. Right. I could concede that. Okay. I could concede that, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, Fair is enough. That you, ha- you really have to plan it out and you can tell that, yeah. that Stevenson has that mind to be like, this is where this is going. This is yeah. going to take me a lot of books, um, but I'm going to get there. You know, some other people who might have failed have been um, the Wheel of Time or whatever. Oh, Robert, Robert Jordan. Jordan. Robert Jordan. Yeah. You know, it's I kind mean, of a letdown, that not, not that it. No, not but that he didn't fail. But he didn't here's, fail like Martin did, obviously. But here's the but. thing: when I'm reading Stevenson, even <laughs> even when I just want to take a big old. But even when Stevenson feels beauty. feels like, oh man, I'm in book six of this epic series, and why are we talking about this fabric right now? I still have confidence. Whereas Wheel of Time, right. there's so many moments where I'm just thinking, I I don't give a fuck right now. Well, I, 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 I find- read the first three books of Wheel of Time. I ruined Johnny's first copy. It took me four years to admit that to him. I read the first 11 and I, books and I didn't and I finish hated, the series. And I, yeah. And I, the, from the beginning, I was just like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> That's fair. I, uh, yeah. I, I, I feel bad. I feel bad. Is, I no, you should. For the quality of Wheel of Time's not as good as no, Baroque Cycle no. as far as I'm concerned. I would have to agree. Yeah, yeah I um, feel like that's that's like uh, generational. It's, it's, I mean, they're it's, very different. That's They are very different. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff about that's Wheel of Time. That's true. It's very, but, I mean, every fantasy story starts with, little boy doesn't know where his yeah, parents are. Then I discover I have powers. But yeah. Fucking Trollocks. Ugh, the Trollocks. Trollocks? I call them Trollocks because it sounds Anyways. like Trolls. Uh, Those Steven- guys are creepy. Stevenson, for his quality of writing, is fairly prolific. 
I've read a lot of his books or listened like Snow Crash. He's a good writer. His first novel Snow Crash. Great. Wait, that, great. Snow Crash was his first? I believe so. I think that was his first He's, published novel. But even from huh. a technical standpoint, Hero. his his level of detail in terms of how is that been how he describes things he he's his technical skill is pretty because i mean there's you take george r r martin for example i mean again let's just say books one through three right he is pretty good and he he has some really good dialogue at points and some really good descriptions at points but stevenson is just uh, in some ways he's more consistent i feel like yeah, Cause, uh, well, because he, I, I, he's, he's just, got a dope ass beard. But I'm just saying, he like, does have the dope like, ass Snow beard. Crash Shout is, out uh, Stevenson. Snow Crash, he's described as cyberpunk like satire, a cyberpunk parody. It's oh, like yeah, over Snow the top, was, campy Snow Crash cyberpunk. Was 92, Cryptonomicon 99, and then he came out yeah. with Cryptonomicon after that, which is Cryptonomicon like, couldn't have been written in 92. It's so intense. <laughs> it's it's amazing. It bridges like world. That's, it jumps from World that's War II. So much II. more recent than I thought that it was. Yeah, it jumps. It jumps from World War II to the yeah. '90s tech boom to th- this. The, the, the idea actually, of an offshore data haven, which I actually, is a thing now. That's what Bitcoin I actually is, think, basically. Yeah, that's true. He was way ahead of his time with even Snow Crash. He had he had the uh, the yeah. net or whatever. Well, I thought Cryptonomicon was, reality. I thought Cryptonomicon thing. was too much crammed into one book. Like Cryptonomicon read to me almost as if you took the Baroque cycle and tried to make it not the, the whole Baroque cycle, but if you would. Presented one of the volumes. Did you read as all of Cryptonomicon? Yeah. What's the oh man, name? it was a, oh yeah, bitch? you did finish it. What? The redheaded chick. What's her name? Uh, in Cryptonomicon? Yeah. I don't. The I don't Swede, know. the Swedish chick, Amy Shafto. Amy Shafto. Yeah. Oh, she was America Shafto. America Shafto. So good. That's such a Neil Stevenson name, <laughs> America Shafto. Well, her father, her father was named uh, Douglas MacArthur Shafto yeah. because Bobby Shafto was so. Uh, like you know, impressed with Douglas MacArthur that he gave that full name as his kid. He never actually name. met Douglas MacArthur, did he? No, he did. Are we sure of this? I'm pretty sure. I'm he pretty did. sure at you least half of his meeting, morphine dreams. I'm pretty sure at least half of them were morphine dreams. But this is what I. This is why I like Stevenson because I mm. really don't. I don't know. If it doesn't just, matter. The story's good. Either also, way. that's true. As the story so, works, no, because there's times where Douglas MacArthur shows up and so does the giant lizard. Or he turns into no, a No, he definitely lizard. met him in the... Because I don't... When he's in the kimono shooting at yeah. the plane, that happened. Well, no, but when he's recovering... Yeah. Shafto, because, like, I got a job for it. Yeah, there are times the, they're just driving in a truck. No, the, <laughs> yeah, the interview. Remember the interview? Like, he definitely met... No, that was R- Ronald Reagan. That was wasn't so it? good. Wasn't that Ronald Reagan? What do you do? What, what do you find yourself? A motherfucker with a sword. If a, if a man with a sword comes after you, shoot him Wait, first. Was it, wasn't it Ronald was, Reagan? Yeah, it was Reagan. That was the advice he gives me. He goes, if a man with a sword, you shoot the man with the sword first. He goes, oh, very smart. Because he's an officer. He goes, no, because he has a fucking sword. You ever have a guy with a sword come at you first? You kill that motherfucker first. And he's like, oh, okay, this, is, this interview is not going to work. He's like, did I tell you about the giant lizard? And they're like, all right, this soldier's adult. <laughs> like, we can't use him. And they try to not send him into combat over it. And he like re-enlists, right? He goes back in. Yeah, he gets he caught like re-enlisting, in. and they're like, mm, "You're what we need for this special unit." Or he whatever. does a lot of crossing oh, army so he borders. Captain America's. He yeah, he was the original. He was the original. Well, Captain America's been around forever. It's pretty good. He's the original, like compared to the MCU version. I, you should try. R.I.P. Re- you should try reading that whole thing, Kara. Because the whole thing yeah, with it's so good. The whole thing with fucking I know, I uh, Godo Dango's Godo fucking Dango. shaft system, 
That's is, more of that meticulous, brutal oh my, world building that, science. That's something where, where I read from, a, and as a writer, I read that, and I just think to myself, holy shit, if I could do half as good as this, I would be happy. Because how he is able to even conceptualize that, let alone explain it in a way that makes sense to somebody as stupid as me, it, it's incredible how he explains this right. shaft mine airflow water escape. flooding escape system. It's so complex. Just but, go to but you read it and you say, "Yeah, that all makes sense with air pressure and go to collapsing the, chambers." Uh, the, and yeah, he's it's the, so cool. He's the Jack Shafto of that period, and he even says he's like, "There's progressive chambers because we have to go slowly because of the pressure." Like, it's crazy. He accounts for all that, so it, it's yeah. that part is real. You really that could really happen to two humans, and they could survive it if he knew where the tunnels were and could swim yeah. in the dark. Terrifying. He was in the, they were in the dark that whole time, and they like wait for a couple of minutes, and they're like, all right, we're running out of air, and that guy's not coming, so I think... Yeah, there's gone. one guy who they're just like, like oh, we've been yeah, here he five minutes. Yeah, they're like, we've yeah. been here five minutes, and it took us like seven well, minutes to I think to three of them here. actually there's get no out. Way. Oh, wait, I don't want to spoil it. I'm sorry. No, whatever. <laughs> this is for the listeners. We're obviously, yeah, these... Uh, but whoever, the whoever's clicking on this link has read the book and wants to hear us. I hope it's him. I hope or, it's, or if, I hope or it's if, Mr. Stevenson. Or if we you, would love to help you adapt it to yeah, a, if a you have, series, if obviously. You, if you have listened this long and you haven't read the books, you should probably pop a, a third mushroom. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but if you have been listening this long, chances are you're one of someone we know or you're Neil Stevenson himself. If Neil Stevenson would like to come on the podcast, I, I think we'll we can come make room to you, for him. man. No, I, I got to check the schedule and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll probably make, make room for him. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll see what we can We're, do. I'm a big fan. I would I yeah. would try my best to to, to sway. Yeah, and, and Mr. Stevenson, we would love to read your other books. We, we'd we love to start a, a, new, a new Anathan's segment of the podcast, great. say like Thunk Tomes or Tome Tang. That's actually like, not bad. Where, where it's I like, like a book club for the, thunk, for the Thunkers. What time are we at? Uh, we're over an hour. Oh, we, we got to stop. Oh, yeah. It's like 3.30 a.m. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, uh, and we're at an hour 17. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We love uh, you. We love you. We love Neil Stevenson and his work. Sorry, Wait, how am I going to hang up That's on creepy. you? Yeah, I know, right? This is why we're going to just keep going for three more hours. But I don't end it now. <laughs> Joe but just, anybody Joe just else? turned off his microphone. He's he's out. But that's the that's the thunk tank mic drop. Uh, so no, okay. So Joe gets no last thoughts. All right, I have to finish, and then he gets, and then he gets to turn it back on. Kara, last thoughts. Last thoughts. Game of Thrones season eight sucked. All right, that's your last thought. That's how you get remembered. Um, great series. Big fan of his work. Uh, I know he, has, he had a time travel book, I think, come out recently. I haven't gotten to read yet. I'm going to get to it. Great fan. Check out Baroque Cycle, audiobook, written, read book. If you like swashbuckling, um, you know, muskets and sword fighting, intrigue kind of, you know, total lack of regulations of anywhere in life. Prostate no, you turned tickling. your shit off, okay? Prostate tickling. There is prostate tickling in it. There's horse stealing. There's ostrich murdering. There's pirating. There's piracy. There's uh, uh, inter- illegal trading with the Japanese. There's I can just list things forever. They cover so much for a 1600 worlds. But now I have to hang up. And all right, later, guys. Thanks for listening. Like, share, subscribe. Like, share, and subscribe. All right. Thanks everyone for listening to the Funk Tank podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to help us out, please consider leaving a rating or a review wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, share it with people you think might like it. 
And if you really want to support us, you can go over to patreon.com slash thunktankpodcast. We have links to this in, in the episode description and other places. And for as little as $1 an episode, you can help us keep the lights on. And you also get access to a very special Drunk Tank uh, feed of episodes. So every few episodes, we'll have a few more beers and record an extra 20 to 30 minutes of extra thunky, silly uh, whateverness. So there's a separate RSS link you can get from there. And if you put that into a podcast player, you'll get your own separate feed of only the Drunk Tanks. I think we have about six or seven of them out already and more to come. Thanks for listening and stay funky. <laughs>